Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. Send an email now to Robbie at MightyHouse.net or call into the show at 877-711-5611. From foundation leaks to roof repairs, the Mighty House team is on the job. You're You're listening listening to Mighty House. I'm Ron Cowgill. The Mighty House team is back. You can join us on Facebook Live right now. Brought to you in part by Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11, Smart 265, Mr. Floor, and Mag Erad. We're broadcasting worldwide and live. MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. Podcasts and previous shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeImprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. Video clips of the show are available at MightyHouse.net and on our Mighty House YouTube channel. And you can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And if you give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline, it's 877-711-5611. You will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. And what else are we giving away to everybody that calls and asks a question on the air today, Rich? A firehouse grill gift certificate. <laughs> there you go. So eight Which seven, comes in really handy if you happen to live on the north side. Yep. If you're in the Evanston area and you want to stop over there for dinner or lunch, the firehouse grill can take care of you. 877-711-5611. So uh, stop by or give us a call and ask a question on the air. You will get a uh, gift certificate. You got to give Trixie all your info, though. That's, I guess that's the downside. All your info. Well, it's the only way you can mail it. you got to have right. some info. And you can join us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash mightyhouse. And if you do, you have a chance to win a uh, 24-inch level from Klein Tools. That's the tool of the month this month. So, And if you know, that's if there's a awesome. certain tool you want, let us know on Patreon and we'll, we'll ask for it. We can do that too. All uh, right. Okay. So now we're caught up with all of that stuff, Rich. Yes. Yes. Would you like to talk about that weird thing that popped up this week in one of my ma- and the, the timber frame buildings? Yes. Okay. I don't get why that's a why they want to do that. They built a they did one in Northbrook and I think it's seven or eight stories all wood framed. Why? That's what I want to know. I mean that so I posted on Facebook was cuz Milwaukee just passed you know, the approved of the plans for one. Now it's got a concrete substructure and uh, center column. Okay. Or center core. Right. But then it's all wood frame. Now the upside is they said that the wood timbers would burn slower. Huh? Oh, I don't know. Didn't make any sense to me. I don't understand why slower they want to con- go backwards. S- slower than concrete? Yeah, but it's not a re- it's not truly what I would call renewable. No, but concrete doesn't burn, I don't think, does it? Not very well. Explodes. Yeah, I mean that it'll do that, but that's because of the moisture in the concrete. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't understand why there's even a movement towards it, but it it seems like it's gaining strength. I know they just did one. I don't know how many unit apartment building it is. It's in Northbrook. I watched it go up. Like I said, it's it's got to be eight stories, and it's huge, and it's all uh, you know platform framed. So. I don't, you know, I know, okay, so it's all engineered, you know, floor joists, the plywood, and then it's standard regular studs, but the exterior was all framed. 
And it was just. Yeah, I don't understand that. So, well, I maybe we'll have to dig some more. I didn't know if you maybe had heard something different in the industry, and maybe I'll look into it when I'm at the builder show. Yeah, I, is it, it? Well, is it cheaper? I don't know. You know, so I, I guess that's, that's what I mean. It just didn't make sense to me when I read that article. Like, why would you go that way? It, and I, all I can think of is the sound transmission through all of that. Somebody on the eighth floor sneezes, you're going to hear it on the second floor. You know, it's like, come on. It, yeah, I don't know. Even you go to a, a three flat, and you got to wear your, your you can't wear hard shoes on the wood floor because everybody hears it in the whole building. You know, mm-hmm. and if the dog's running back and forth, you can hear that. So, I don't know why you would want to do that in eight stories and have that much sound transmission. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, and that's what I said. So, I mean, this was in uh, Construction Dive, which is, you know, just a trade publication. Uh-huh. So, yeah, Milwaukee City Council plan, uh, voted unanimously to approve the rezoning for a project at Western Hemisphere's tallest mass timber structure. 21 stories. Ooh. Mixed-use ascent residential tower used cast-in-place concrete for the first five and concrete shafts from top to bottom. And then 15-story exposed mass timber cimber that uses steel connectors and we installed in as little as four months. You know what we should do? Here's the thing. (laughs) They got the architect's. No, there's the architect's name is in here. Oh, really? Yeah. We should try and track them down then. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to hang on to this. I'm going to, we're going to have to reach out and get them in here because I don't understand. This is going to be 205 residential units. Wow. That does. 8,100 square feet of commercial. But I don't understand why you would use mass timber framing. Like, that's the rendering of the building is gorgeous, but it looks the same as if it was square steel. Sure. Sure. You know, it could be curtain wall stuff, you know. Well, that's what the picture looks like. It looks like standard curtain wall, you know, with the black bars between yeah. floor levels and yeah so i don't know I, I think maybe we'll have to do that okay so let's change the subject and i will reach Eat. out to uh yeah reach out to him you got the schedule there see if you can get him in next week let's see if we can do it uh you know talk to him so yeah that's i don't know why yeah. you would want to do that you know i don't know the motivation <laughs> i don't i don't, I don't. <laughs> okay all right cool so uh what was next on your list there who, me? Yeah, I thought you said you were going to get ready to go to Oh, school. the only other thing we should do is um, discuss this proposal. Okay, so let's, let's because we've got, we've got a little bit of time here before the break. Go ahead and set this up. Let's, let's take a quick look at this thing. So I've, somebody sent me a proposal, a friend actually sent me a proposal for a kitchen remodel, and it's actually a fairly well-written proposal. Um, I just have some issues with some of the numbers and then the fact that they're in the state of Illinois, so I don't think it's quite a legal contract by any means. Okay. But, um, yeah, I just want to go through. It's a kitchen remodel, and let's talk about some of the line items and see what we believe. Sure. So this is – did, did he do all the selections ahead of time so he knows all the parts and pieces he wants? Um, I'm guessing from this, no. Okay. So what they're doing is throwing up – This is a, a guesstimate. A, a bucket load of allowances at him right now. Well, that's the other scary part. There isn't a bucket load of appliances, of allowances. There's really? only three at the end. Huh? Okay. So, let's, so there's no let's discussion whatsoever of the downdraft range, whether it's included. There's, You know what I'm saying? Okay. Or what the downdraft unit's going to be. So, yes, yeah, so we need to discuss. Okay, go. You, let's, we're gonna, we'll talk about this kitchen remodel. This is like from 
the homeowner's perspective, what should we be looking for? Well, the homeowner just wants it to low price and make sure it all gets done right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but what the homeowner should be looking at, like what I'm talking about is, okay, we'll go through this. We've got a couple of, we got a segment. We'll go through this one. Sure. Um, but the demo, we're going to remove all the cabinets, countertops. Okay. Basically they're going to gut the safe, but it, it says remove all the uh, soffits, but it doesn't say pull all the drywall off the walls because you have to, we always pull all the drywall off the walls so that we can access everything openly. And then there's also the closet that has to come out, which doesn't call out the closet. Um, and it doesn't call out more than one dumpster. And then they put $320 in parentheses, which is telling me they're only allowing $320 for dumpsters. And you're probably going to need three. So there's $1,000 to add to the job. Wow. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's so, if they're not marking up the, the dumpster, you know. Well, so, I mean, that's the thing. It's not written as cost plus, so it's not invoicing weekly or every two weeks. So you, it's basically you're you're at their mercy what they bill you. Right. So, so that's, a, that's, you know, one of those weird things. Uh-huh. Um, flooring replacement and lace of new wood floor and kitchen side, including the inlay refinish of entire floor. This is first floor. Now that says they're going to put in new wood, I'd really like it to say red oak so it matches. I like to call out the species because I could put fur in there because it's a lot cheaper. Sure. It look right, but I could get it in there. Uh-huh. All right. Structure. Build a temporary wall. So they need shoring walls in order to put a beam in because they're going to take out a bearing wall. Okay. Uh, frame 16-inch wall to help support load terminate kitchen cabinets. Makes sense. Triple LVL 12-inch beam support ceiling load. I don't know who's doing the engineering or if they're just guessing. Did they get architect engineer? Because you're not, I mean, it may be too overkill. Sure. Sure. So you could place a phone call to an, a structural engineer and he for 150 bucks will do the structure and then you know it won't fall down. Right. Or you can call the like glue lamb or somebody like that and their yes. engineers will, will spec it for you too. And that's probably going to cost you even less. Yes. Over at your point, electrical. Yeah. <laughs> 21 openings at up 150 bucks each, wherever you want them. What? It's Yeah. Well, it basically says he's going to electrical rough in for outlet switches or lights. 21 openings at 150. But there's no electrical. There's no, on his drawings, there's nothing showing existing what's going to get killed or what's going to get added. That, uh, that's not even a random close. Number. That's not even close to being enough. All right. We got a call. We'll be back right after this. Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Why must life be so hard? Why must I fail in every attempt at masonry? <laughs> it's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. We're broadcasting worldwide and live. MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. You can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611. You will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at mrfloor.com. All right. Uh, we've got a couple of phone calls to get to. If you do give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline, we're also going to give you a gift certificate to the Firehouse Grill here in Evanston. So everybody that calls in and gets a question on the air, they ask a question on the air, they will get a Firehouse Grill gift certificate, just like Jonathan from Bolingbrook. And 
Hey, Jonathan, you're... Whoa, where'd he go? You dropped him. I hit the button. You hit the red button. Oh. Don't hit the red button. Red bad. Red bad. It was... I hit the red... Oh, I hit the other red. Yeah, no, the drop that says red drop on there. If he calls back there, is that him? How rude. That was very rude. After all that, he hung on all that time. Okay, I'm not touching anything, Randall. Are we good? He's on. All right, Jonathan. Hello. Hey, you're on Mighty House. Uh, sorry. Uh, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Um, I have a question about insulation uh, in a garage. So I live in a, a raised ranch where the uh, the garage is actually, or the, there's rooms above the garage living spaces. Yep. Um, and it's incredibly cold. Uh, so yep. I bought a, one of those infrared cameras, and I could see literally the, the line of demarcation where the garage starts from the living space above that. Yep. Um, any recommendation other than... Um, I don't know. Uh, how how could I improve this space? It's, uh, and uh, to go ahead. Do you have a lot of stuff in your garage? Uh, yeah, it's uh, my little like little workshop. We don't actually uh, keep cars in it. I just okay. kind of build things in there. That's going to make it a little more difficult. So here's here's the the correct way that I have found to to resolve this issue. Take the drywall ceiling down. You call Innovative Insulation. And they come out, they spray foam the backside of that. They'll encapsulate the, okay. the uh, also the ductwork that goes through there. So they'll spray that. So mm-hmm. now you're, what we're doing is making all of that part of the interior space. Right now that ductwork runs out into the cold garage, and then it has to go upstairs. So right. uh, you're, you're introducing all that stuff. It's just not going to work as efficiently. If you spray foam that and you put, you know, let, let's, let's call it uh, – four or five inches of closed cell foam on the back side of that. Yeah. Fill that all in. You air seal it, put the drywall back up. You, now you, you won't believe the difference. It'll make a huge difference. Oh, that. really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. All right. That's, um, so, yeah, just looking for the best option, uh, you know, because I haven't dropped the ceiling. Uh, you know, I, I assume there's some kind of, you know, blow in or roll-in insulation. I'm yeah. sure it's not adequate, but that sounds like a pretty good idea. Yeah, no, so the problem with the fiberglass, it allows air to move past it and through it. So that cold just yeah. goes screaming right through there. Whereas if you mm-hmm. use the the uh, closed-cell foam, that air seals and insulates, and you're not going to get anything better than that. So they also, like, if, okay. you're, wor- if you're working in the if you're working in the garage, it's also going to help with sound yeah. deadening for people that are upstairs you don't have to stop working as as late if you've got people sleeping upstairs so that's another oh, point. that's a good point too the the, the the kind of a noisier garage too and i've done everything to kind of dampen that down with little rubber dampeners yeah so that would that would probably help too yep. yeah nope it'll make a big right. difference so uh innovative insulations got foam insulation.com and give uh mike and richard a call they'll help you out mm-hmm. they do good All right. stuff. sounds great well thanks so much all right thanks jonathan all right, there you go. See, Jonathan got the uh, firehouse grill. Now he's got to come in from Bolingbrook, but that's okay. It's a nice ride. Well, everybody comes in once or twice. Sure, sure. All right, there you go. And, okay, so let's go back to your your contract there. We were talking about a kitchen contract that uh, yeah, someone got. Your typical to... kitchen remodel. So you stopped at the electric right at the break there. So they yes. just give you – that's just a budget then. They're not even – they're not calling out anything. They're just giving you an allowance for electric. That's what it sounded right. like. Right. Right. But the, what scares me, though, is they got, a, you know, rough and they got 21 openings at 150. But it does say 
that they're going to terminate the light fixtures and add eight recessed cans, move all existing switches from the removed walls. So they're doing the kills there. Yeah. Uh, new circuits to accommodate new fridge, stove, microwave, and downdraft. Now, these in an How older home, I don't know if there's space in the panel. That's something that hopefully they looked at. Otherwise, you're going to need a service upgrade or yep. at least a 135-amp, 35-circuit uh, panel, right? Something yeah, well, like that. The thing is, in general, when you go to do a kitchen, in general, you know you're going to use nine circuits. That's, that's fairly common. At a minimum, you're going to use nine circuits in a kitchen mm-hmm. to bring it up to code. So how many are already in that kitchen? How many, when you do that, you know, disassemble that, are you going to, are you going to gain four or five breakers or, or right. aren't you? So you really have yeah. to take a look at what that is before you start uh, assuming you've got enough room. So. Yeah. I mean, one of the things they put in here, he's got the plumbing rough in. So the sink is staying where it is. They're going to move. So there's no mention of the gas work that's going to be needed for the downdraft range or for the cooktop. Um, and there's nothing here about insulation. So when they reroute the, they take out the soffits, all that insulation is going to fall out. Sure. So you have to cut the, you know, the, usually we just cut the paper or the uh, drywall back so that we can get access to everything. Plus they're adding can lights. So it's going to take a bunch of insulation, some dry more drywall patch there, and under drywall, installation of half-inch drywall, half soffit, inch. ceiling, bump wall, electrical movements. Uh, didn't they... limit himself to anything. It didn't say what he was and wasn't doing. <laughs> I guess he's doing all the drywall because that's what it says. Can we so, back up to the plumbing for a second? Sure. You, the, the plumbing there, you said it's staying in the same location. Mm-hmm. But if it's an older home, that that where that uh, line goes out, you know, and the, for the trap to hook up to, where that uh, drain mm-hmm. is, is the location of it. If he if he buys a deeper sink, or if he goes with a farm sink, that's going to be too high. So you need to know what sink you've got before you set the 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 trap assembly and where that drain is going to be located off the floor. Yeah, and the way this contract is written, I would assume he's using the same sink because under materials, I got backsplash, tile, and grout, 300 bucks, faucet, 250 bucks, and pendants, 225 Okay. But no, no mention of the sink. Again, nothing with the cooktop either, so those are issues. And then also, are you doing a hood in the center of this? I'm assuming if we're going to do a downdraft, because it does talk about venting a downdraft. Okay. But a downdraft fan... With the little button, you know, you push, you know what I'm talking sure. about. The little com- thing comes up. Those are fairly expensive. And then a oh, lot yeah. of them, you might need a 10-inch vent going out. Oh, yeah. No, you do need a 10-inch. Most of them So are. that's, well, some of them are 8, but, I mean, you're still going to need 8 to 10-inch, and it's got to go through the rim joist then, through the crawl space and into the rim joist. So that's okay. Yeah, so you, you got to, wa- and then you have to have room in that cabinet for all that additional stuff. Unless it's the... Yeah. Unless it's a remote-mounted fan. I've done a couple where the fan is actually outside on the wall, and then all you've got underneath the cabinet is the hood part that rises up and down. You've got that mechanical system, and then the ductwork, mm-hmm. and you don't have the fan and the blower underneath the, the cabinet, which if you've got the option, put the fan outside. That way it's quieter. So so on here, I don't know if he has – so it says materials, J&K cabinetry estimates. So he's got a price here for cabinets. And it says, as per supplied renderings, at 36-inch uppers with crown molding. But again, no mention of species or anything. So I don't know if he has a physical bid from J&K cabinetry. 
so that he knows everything. You know, do they have pull-out trays? Do you have silverware dividers? Are they all full overlaid doors with European-style hinges? So are they soft close? You know, nothing's on here calling out any of the details. So you could easily go from eight, you know, eight thousand dollars to fifty thousand dollars in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Is is you that? Know. Is that a uh, birch cabinet or is that uh, Brookhaven or is that wood mode? It doesn't say. It, and I don't know if JK is only custom, but I'm assuming it's box because cabinet installation is price per box, 31 boxes at 100 bucks each, $3,100. And again, I, I'm not saying this estimate's wrong. Like that cabinet installation price, I think is fair enough. Oh, yeah. Because I can do wall cabinet. I mean, I can make a ton of money right at 100 bucks putting a box on a wall. But I'm telling you to put them all together properly and you know get it square, flat, plumb, and level. You know those corner cabinets. You're gonna you're gonna mess around with a couple of cabinets where you're gonna lose money, right? Sure. So I don't think that's bad. Overall, I don't think this is a bad estimate. I think this guy's only been in business for four years. Uh-huh. Um, I think he's got some stuff to learn. And uh-huh. Plus, he's not following Illinois law with the know your consumer rights. Okay. There is a payment schedule. Not that I like it. It's fifty percent down. I would never give you that because there's no mention of permits in here. Wait, and you know you're going to need them because you're moving walls and you're doing yes. mechanicals. So you know there's going to exactly. be a permit. Exactly. So we need permits. So there's no mention of permits. Um, and I would never do 50% down because you haven't started doing anything. He needs to get permits. So I give him $1,000 down, get the drawings going, get the permits and so on. Um, and, of course, why do we not pull our own permits? Why do we have the contractor do it? Well, you want to make sure the contractor's licensed, bonded, and insured. And the yeah. – the, uh, municipality will double check that and make sure and if there's a problem with other municipalities this guy's been kicked out or you know and not allowed to work in other municipalities they are going to find that out too so Mm -hmm. there's you got a better chance to do that and you want to make sure that they're bonded and all that stuff so if they if you just did it yourself then there's there's no there's no hook for that contractor you want to make sure they're they're hooked up and um so. Yeah, I mean, most of the other stuff that's on here, granite estimate, you know, gave him a $65 square foot allowance, you know, at 72 square feet, which is probably pretty good. And it's funny, the company he uses that he mentions in here is a company that I used to use when I was up there working. So okay. I, I know the company. I'm good with that. But I mean, most of the stuff's okay. What it's about just, flooring? I, did we talk flooring? Uh, yeah, I did. That's He's got hardwood floors on the okay. first floor. So they're going to lace it back together and then refinish the entire main floor. Okay. Right, and the number on that is actually to my, I think it's almost too low. It's twenty four hundred bucks. I mean, it's, I mean, I take that to my head. I think it's probably four hundred ninety square feet. So, but the lacing in takes a while. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, because it is a, a true oak floor. So, I think he just needs to develop the drawings a little further, and then actually make all of his selections and go visit the cabinet company and figure everything out and get all their numbers together. I would not sign this. No, but I would, um, you know, keep moving forward. Right, and this then, is a good start. Yes, and then what else? Insurance-wise, we've got about a minute left. What should we be looking for from the insurance from this contractor? Well, we need him to send us a certificate of insurance naming us as additional insured or you as additional insured because, you know, he is going to be in your house doing this. So, and then I'm going to do the last few seconds. If you go to the state of Illinois and get the home repair, know your consumer rights, it will tell you that, first off, if this guy came to your house and gave you this, he should have given you one of those. Yep. You need the length of the project, provisions for termination, and the written guarantee. All this is missing from the contract. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. 
life was kind of boring and I had this inspiration. I thought I'd try my hand, a little kitchen renovation. The plan was pretty simple, how hard could it be? I'm not a carpenter, but I watch HGTV. And just to run down to the store, slap some cabinets on the wall, that's all. sink while I was drinking a bud. I had a little leak, but my wife called it a flood. It was spraying everywhere and got around ankle deep. And by the time I got it stopped, there were no cabinets I could keep. Well, the plumber said, sir, there's not a whole lot we can do. You got the soft and mop and kitchen remodelers blue. Podcasts and preview shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeProvementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. You can join us on Facebook Live right now, brought to you in part by Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11, Smart 265, Mr. Floor, and Mag Erad. Uh, give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-5611, and you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic. And environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. And if somebody wanted to sign up for the newsletter, Rich, how can they do that? Oh, you go to MightyHouse.net. Go to the Contact Us page. And just fill in your first and last name. And click, go right to the bottom. It's my favorite part. And click on Boom, Done. Boom, Done. Just like that. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. Cool. All right. Uh, Were we good with that? Is there anything else we want to talk about on that kitchen remodel? Um, I don't think so. I think we're, you know, a lot of it's because it's the way it's written. It's it, they're itemized, but they're not clearly itemized. Do you know what I mean? I got to talk into this thing. It works much better. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, well, I know I went around it to read, but then I re- I could even hear it myself. Uh huh. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's like I said, it's a start. Okay, good. So, uh, did you see the? I do like this. Pardon me. Just one yep. thing on the payment schedule. 50% yep. due upon signing scheduling, but that doesn't say start and finish dates, but it's 10% non-refundable. What? Yeah. You can't, you know, cancel the job. He's keeping 10%. Huh. Okay. Whatever. All right. Yeah, it's weird. Well, we don't cancel anyway, but you got to have a right, a right for rescission three days in the state of Illinois anyway. Right. Anyway, the guy doesn't show up on a Better Business Bureau, but I did find him on a corporate. Oh, okay. He's been in business four years. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. The Did you see the reusable tile levelers? Well, they're not spacers. They're just levelers. So, like, when you get into large format tile and you get the, the little lippage on the tile mm-hmm. from one to the next, and these kind of, like, they, they, they're new. There's something different about these. They're, everybody is coming out of them. They're coming out of the woodwork. So we started using uh, flat lines yep. a couple of years ago, and I require all of our large format tile to be set specifically with flat lines. And I think they're actually the easiest in the original. Okay. And the reason I like those because it's a T-shape with a loop, and you just have a wedge you put in there. Yep. And they make them one millimeter to four millimeter, something like that. So you can, that's your spacer. Sure. And your leveler. Yep. Yeah, we've got buckets of those too. Okay, now everybody's sort of jumping on the bandwagon and come up with their new variation of it. And so I don't think any of them are any better than the others. Right. Well, what I liked about these is because some of the things that when you go to, because that, what was that one you were using? 
the what was it? What was that called? Flatlines. Flatlines. So those work really well, and you can push the wedges in there, and you get it to level off real nice. The problem is you have to break off that piece, and sometimes it doesn't break off down in the grout line far enough, and then you end up sitting taking a knife, cutting it out, trying to dig down in there yeah. and get that off. So what I liked about these is it's a T handle that's got and, and it you, you push it down through the grout, you turn it ninety degrees. And then you pull up on it, and it's got a little nut that you spin down with a washer, basically, and it compresses the two, so it holds those. So now, when you want to take it out, you can you can loosen it up, and then you turn that ninety degrees, and the whole thing comes out. That's what I was it liking. Won't. Huh? I don't think it will. <laughs> don't say that. No, if you got thin set all over it, plus you're you're laying this stuff, you start getting thin set on the threads or on the nuts. I, me, I just like the wedge. I can just snap it off. And I agree with you that they don't always break clean. Yeah. But I, you usually should get on hands and knees and clean the grout joints out anyway. But well, yeah, yeah. You usually, you, but it, if if you've got that orange thing, you got to cut out because you're using yeah. white grout. You don't want that orange showing through. So you got to take a knife and dig down in there. But you know, usually we it, we don't tend to mess up the tile that bad. You know, you might have to clean up a little bit here and there, but you know, you're not. It's not like you're mushing the the mortar all the way through. No, but I mean, you know, we're talking about laying tile now. That you know, I just did a, a certification course on laying large format tile, and, and you know what you have to do. Okay. And it's just a whole different animal. Yeah, the large so, the large format stuff. Everybody goes, "Oh, it's bigger pieces will be easier." I think the exact in a wide open room, yes. <laughs> you can but cover some, you can cover some not ground. so much. No, but every piece you're putting down, you're cutting. If you're in a small room, then you know. Right. So, at what point does that large format not become advantageous? Well, and like when I laid my master, I used two foot by two foot. So the shower took shower floor took four pieces. <laughs> Um, the, the bathroom floor only took like six cause it's like, okay. One, two, you know, and then go back this way, maybe seven or eight pieces. Uh-huh. And this went back to like the tip of the week. Make sure when you large buy larger tile, you don't go by percentage. Yep. So I miscut a tile. Hell, I'm not perfect. I like to try to think I am, but I'm not. I mean, sure. it's a given. Sure. Well, that was four square feet. So if I overage on a small room is 10%, I had one leftover tile. And that's exactly what I had was one <laughs> tile. Like, okay, I can make up for the one I just messed up, but after mess that, up again. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was measured four times, cut once. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. So you, But put, it was like, oh, yeah, you dummy, you only ordered 10% extra, which only gave you one tile. It was 40 square feet. So you so put I went to 44. You put four you put large format tile inside the shower on the floor? Mhm. So you've got four pieces in the shower stall. How big is that shower? 4 foot by 4 foot roughly. And what about slippage cuz you know you always want to cut small well, pieces. Well, I made sure the tile was rated for wet location so to speak, so it's not a slippery heavily glazed tile. Okay, say this again now. It every tile has a slip rating. Okay. And I forget what they call it. I could Google it, but I'm in the middle of an email. <laughs> so commercial tile especially has a rating that how slippery it is. So a heavily glazed ceramic would be like an ice rink, right? But if you yes. get a porcelain that has this rating, it's it's fine. The other thing is it's I've got a linear drain at one end at the below the shower head. Okay. It's a nice slope. Yep. So 
water runs right off to one spot. It's away from your feet where your shower drain is typically in the middle of the shower. You're always dancing on your shower drain in a right. pool of water. Right. Yuck. So. <laughs> yes, Randall. By the way, you're looking for the COF, the coefficient of friction. That's your tile ratings. There you go. See? There he goes. I have the Google machine, too. Yeah. I have three there you of go. them. Okay. <laughs> so that's something most people don't realize, that they rate tile on that. And right. the higher the coefficient of friction, the less you're going to slide on it. Right. So right. this was like a middle. So you rely on your tile company or supplier for that info. Right. So that's why we would always put small tile in, is because that way you've got more grout lines, and then, therefore, you, you, you have the less slippage then. And that's why you would want to use small tile. Yeah, but it looks nice. Because oh, then, you know, being me, I, I made sure all my lines line up. So the center line through the shower goes right out into the floor. Yep. And then the the room's basically four foot this way, and then it's L-shaped and four foot this way. Uh -huh. So I have one intersecting line, and then my four foot vanity, all the lines are straight down the middle. Uh-huh. So, you know, it, it came out nice. I'm pretty proud of it myself. But yeah, that's pretty it's cool. Like, that's the planning that goes into stuff. Sure. Sure. And and you had one tile left over. No, no tile. <laughs> no, the one I had extra, I had to recut. And then the one that I had messed up, I had to use for like corner pieces uh -huh. and that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. no, I had no tile left. Because <laughs> I only got four square feet extra because I did 10%. Sure. Like, duh. You really needed to get like two or three pieces just in case. All right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was funny. But you don't make mistakes, Rich. You, you just don't. apparently I did. <laughs> uh huh. Got a little rusty there in the toolbox. Is that what happened? No. No. Or or was it the one inch where you hold it at the one inch and mark and then? Oh, I hate when I do that. Because <laughs> you know you want to be. More All right. So accurate. here now wait the one inch mark. So let's explain to people now, me being a trim carpenter it is. So the tip on your Stanley tape or on any tape measure has that wiggle, right? Sure, it's a podium. And I've seen older tapes where you could have almost an eighth inch of play. Uh-huh. So when I want a precise measurement, you hold it, at the one end, on that one line. Sure, on And you measure. Inch. Yeah. And when you go over to cut it, you got to remember <laughs> that you have that inch thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Because If what you happens, go over there and cut it. You hook the end of the tape and go to that dimension, it, yep. you cut an inch too short again. It's like, no! Can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I know. So that's what I'm thinking. That's what happened, right, Rich, on the tile? You were holding it at the one-inch mark, and you cut it just, just a little short. No. no, what I had was a dual diagonal. Oh, okay. So I had the piece come, and then I had a wall. Oh, got it. And then I had the return for the door jam. Okay. So I had to... You know what I mean? And when I cut it, it didn't go under the door jam like I thought it would. Uh -huh. I somehow got it to the front, and it looked terrible. So okay. I just, you know, laid it over, added a half, uh -huh. that kind of thing. Yep. So then I had this awkwardly cut piece that was good for the rest of the little corners and nips that I needed. So <laughs> anyway. All right. So the if you if you're on the Facebook, you'll see there's a new tile. It's not a spacer. It's only a leveler. So that when you get into large format tile you need to really make sure that they are flat and straight and we just got some one foot by two foot tile and it obviously was fired incorrectly because all of them were like rocking chairs you could put the face down and you could rock that tile back and forth and when you try to lay those tile like that it's just it's really impossible so when you go to pick up your tile turn them over make sure that they're flat and that they don't rock
and flip them on both sides and check them. So, well, the other thing too is you have to put large notch trowel. You do the whole floor area, yep. but then you back butter the entire piece and yep. you do them perpendicular. In other words, if you go left to right on the floor, you go up and down on the tile yep. so that you make crosses. And when you stick that thing down and use those levelers, you can walk on that floor. Right away. All right, we'll be you back know. right after this and close the show. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. You can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And with that... Yes? Dude, the show's over already. It seems like we just started, I don't know, three hours ago. Seems like it, right? So, And we didn't get in a single fight. (laughs) No arguments, no nothing. So, and we did get I don't know. Hopefully Shamu's doing well. Yeah, exactly. So, Robbie will be back next week. I don't I don't believe in studio back, but she'll be no. joining us again. Well, I had a friend of mine he come down here uh well, they were coming down for 10 days, like 3 weeks ago. Uh-huh. They finally just left. <laughs> <laughs> they hung out down here cuz the weather was so bad up there. Uh-huh. I'm not going and Then home. they went back and it got even worse again, so I'm like, hmm, must have left a little early. Yep. Yep. That's it. So I don't know. I think it's a balmy seven degrees out there right now. So. I'm telling you, I mean, you know, I'm going to be down there in Everglades City, which uh-huh. is, they had a lot, a lot of damage from the hurricane. Uh huh. So it's actually nice to go down there and help out their community. You okay. Know, go to their festival. So I'm looking forward to it, but it's always a great time. But I mean, there's not a cloud in the sky. It's 78 degrees, nice breeze. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to the swamp buggy races? Is that what you're doing? That was last week. Oh, that was oh, how'd that go? Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Did you, I didn't post any video. I got a video of that. Uh, yeah, final. you should post it. Did you have to paint some of your teeth black so you blend it in? Hey, hey, hey. No. Nope. <laughs> Matter of fact, we have VIP tickets from Budweiser. <laughs> so you have your own tent. <laughs> nice. Right? <laughs> Anyway. Well, there you go. Okay, so today we were talking about a bunch of different stuff. We yes, talked we about uh, frozen pipes, ice dams, uh, insulation. Rivian electric trucks. Rivian electric trucks. And we talked to Michael McHale about that. Rivian.com if you want to check that out if you're just tuning in. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll have that posted up on our website. That interview will be broken out, and it'll be on our website. So you can go to... The on-demand page at MightyHouse.net and check nice. that interview out. And it's interesting that they're finally starting to come out with electric trucks, electric vehicles. There's also 
workhorse is coming out with their they're they're having like a, a regular cargo van, a cargo size van. You know, they're right. they're doing the UPS trucks now. Right. They, they've got the pickups, and then they've also got a, a a standard van now, cargo van that they're rolling out. That's all electric. Well, you know, and it's one of those things too. They're building two different animals. Like one is really more work related, and yep. Michael came straight out and said theirs is more of the go out at dinner and run around, take the family away for the weekend it's stuff. It's a gentleman's truck, just like Rich has. You're not going to... Yeah, huh? 6.2 liter, 8-speed <laughs> automatic, traction control off, launch mode on. <laughs> it's a truck. With leather, heated seats, power windows, cooled seats. You've got air-conditioned seats, too. I have air-conditioned seats, too, yes. Come on. Where's um, the Where's the manly in that truck? It doesn't stink anymore. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's um pretty sweet. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. So you know, there's uh, Rivian said that it's it's more of a gentleman's truck. It's it's a it's a weekend warrior's truck. It'll haul a piece of plywood if you want it to. Well, but... he said it has a electric rolling tonneau cover that's watertight. Yes. So because every pickup truck you buy a bed cover. You know, even the right. stiff ones, yeah. they, they all say watertight, but they're not waterproof. Right. They all leak a little. Yep. So I'm just curious if this one really is watertight. Because, you know, when it rains here, uh-huh. it rains. damn, it rains. <laughs> it rains. And see, uh, we, we did Bye, uh, Gene. We did offer offer up to, to give one a test, see if we can load all the tools in. Yeah, but I don't know how it went from you offered up giving a test to it was going to us going to New Jersey to do maintenance on his house and install a generator. Hey, whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes to get the full test, you know. Yeah, but my question is, did you have a, a conversation with him prior to him coming on the air? No. That he, where did this? I just, how you guys got to generator and because, stuff? I missed something. Because it's all electric. It does not have a range extender. Right. So if you wanted to drive it to... If you want to take that truck and, you know, drive it more than 400 miles, you need a generator to recharge it or a charging station somewhere. So that's what he was so saying. So you didn't ask him, does it use the same charging method as a Tesla so long I-80, I can charge it? Yeah. Oh, no. Those are all universal charging stations. Yeah. Oh, they are universal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could do that. You could plug that in and, and, and charge it. And and that wouldn't be much of a problem, but they're they and are. And I know charging up. time is all based on voltage and how much damage you want to do to your battery. Yes, how fast you want to the, the quick charge and all that stuff. So, you know, and what he's saying is, you just put a generator in the back, fire that thing up, and then you charge the truck and start keep driving. So you got the generator. Well, that dr- defeats the purpose of an electric <laughs> truck. Yeah, but until you get where you want to go, you got four hundred miles, and then then you go ahead and fire up the generator. Bye, Linda. And and then you can charge the truck while you're having lunch in case right. in case there's not a place to plug in and do that. You know, and then you charge it up. And well, you then do you might as well go with the workhorse that has the three-cylinder BMW engine and a yes. small gas tank so that you got a 310-mile range. So at least when you're out of electric, you can run on the gas and go from gas station to gas station. Sure. Yeah. And when you park the truck, you can fire it up Yep. To and connect to your house in the case of a hurricane and have some power. Yes, you can charge your you can you can run the house off of it. You can run power tools off the workhorse. Because I think it's a thirty amp circuit. is all it has. So right. not getting a ton, not putting the whole house on it. No, but you'll fire. But up being the able lights. to run my fridge, a light, and a radio. Yep, and your sump pump, furnace, yeah. in the winter. Yeah. Oh yeah. So now I'm really into that truck, and I think it's slightly nicer looking. 
Yeah. But they both have their advantages. Oh, they do. Oh, hey, listen to that, Rich. I know. There we go. We're done. Well, thanks to everybody that joined us today. Yeah, and called in. Firehouse Grill, we want to say thanks to Firehouse Grill for giving us the uh, free tickets. Can I get a couple of those, too, on the way out? You think maybe uh, (laughs) the boss and I need to go to dinner. So I'll think about it. Rule okay. book or something. <laughs> you can't take them from your own show. That's not right. But you oh, could win not? them next hour from Gina. Oh, I'll call in a Gina show and maybe I can win them that way. There we go. Cool. All right. Bye, Reese. <laughs> Everybody's checking out on Facebook now, huh? Yes. <laughs> they don't need to hear the end of this. They have all heard this. Podcasts or previous shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeImprovementUSA.com. You can find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. The conversation continues all week long on Facebook and Twitter. If somebody wanted a newsletter, Rich, how can they do that? Go to MightyHouse.net. Click on the Contact Us page. First and last name, email address, right at the bottom. Click on Boom Done. And if you're looking for the sponsors to the show, just go to MightyHouse.net. Click on the Mighty House team page. You'll find everybody right there. Next week, we'll have another Mighty House tip of the week and clutter clarity. In between that, we'll be taking your calls. Thanks again to Michael McHale from Rivian and they make trucks and SUVs, all-wheel drive, wicked vehicle. Go check it out, Rivian.com. SUV looks like a Range Rover. Yes, it does. It's very, very cool. Except for that whole front-end thing. <laughs> for Trixie, Randall, Rich Calgill, Robbie Earhart, and the entire Mighty House team, I'm Ron Calgill. Keep it square and level. Until, Until next Saturday. If you have any questions during the week, you can always post them on Facebook and Twitter. Join us next Saturday for more home infotainment. Mighty House is a square and level media production. Mighty House.